Have, what, what was your question? Wow, do you listen to me? I don't know. You know what? Are you a good listener? What? <laughs> Take that back now. <laughs> All I do is listen to your shit. <laughs> Hello! Yo, girl. Hi, Neva. What are you saying? Neva, girl! Hi! <laughs> You're right. I'm alright, how are you? Good, good, good. Welcome back home. It's a bit rude. Oh, alright. <laughs> Never had any problem with it before. <laughs> Thanks! Glad to be with you, my darling. Happy episode five. <laughs> no. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? HBD. H. Happy birthday. <laughs> Five months. Five months in. Wow. What, so we're on Epo... Ep, epo. epo. We're on Ep 5. Yeah, we're on Ep 5. So that's Smart. confirmed. Episode 5. Smart. What are we talking about today, eh? We're talking about life stages. Yeah, man. Life. Awkward life stages. Yeah. Um, mainly because... We're in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, someone told me that my laugh is infectious. Right? That's nice. So I've taken that as oh God, you're laughing you at my laugh. No. no. Yeah. It's when your laugh is so hearty <laughs> that it creates laughter within the person who is listening to it. Because you're laughing at wow. my laugh. Wow. That's a, I just put that in the most eloquent way. Oof. <laughs> Tell them well, again. Can you appreciate that, please? Because I, I truly believe that. <laughs> so yeah, this week we're talking about life stages. And in particular, we're talking about the life, the awkward life stage that we're currently in. Basically, I just feel like nobody gave me a heads up about my twenties, yeah. <laughs> what my twenties are gonna be like. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, mm, help. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Oh, this. I don't know what I'm doing workwise. I don't know what I'm doing lifewise. Oh my god, I'm dating. Oh my god, I'm not dating. Ah. Um. Right, awkward. Awkward life stages. Awkward life stages. So, the other day we were having a slumber party. We had a sleepover. Yeah. Because we still friends. do that, by the way. We still do that. I'm doing that forever. I know. I got um, laughed at at work when I was telling a colleague about, yeah, I'm going to have a sleepover. He was like, sleepover? Do people still do that? Yes. That hurts my chest. What? Is that not really supposed to be a thing? Yeah, I don't know if that's still a thing, you know. Just think about it now. We do have friends who were like... Oh, I'm staying in my own bed. I don't need to stay in someone else's bed. I'm too needy. (laughs) And I full well don't have a man, so... (laughs) Cuddle me, Sharon! (laughs) Yeah, so we're talking about awkward life stages. And what sparked this topic that we wanted to explore further is generally how we're feeling at the moment, but also at our sleepover, we were appreciating things that we may not have appreciated maybe a year ago. Mm. For example, cups. And mugs. For simple things. And rugs and pillows. Art decor. Yeah. (sighs) We were all getting so excited about these mugs and these bowls at our sleepover. Great. Bunch of fun we are. Yeah. And then just before you go to bed, you know, when you check Instagram stories and then people that you follow maybe a little bit younger than us out raving. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was just like, oh my God, that looks like my idea of hell. Mm, I could have said those exact words to me. Yeah. <laughs> Being in a club now just gives me like stress. What do you like it. in terms of social settings? Me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love a drink. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> love a drink. But find me mm-hmm. at a house party, an event at a club that's been hired out, 
So if it's a, for a party, it's for someone's very, birthday. So house party, club hire venue situation. Yeah. So <laughs> the scallywags that come in are controlled. <laughs> and um, I actually Or a bar. Or a bar or slash a bar. restaurant. Little pub. So is that where we'll find you on a Saturday night? Or in bed. Down the boozer. But yeah. What else is going on? Um yeah, not much. Yeah. NM. Yeah, so um, I was having a conversation with my friend about NM the other day. Not much. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we were just both talking, like, no one told us our 20s were going to be like this. That we would go through phases of being like, oh, yeah, I'm so busy, I'm having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then you just go through phases where it just feels like your life is going through this massive lull, this dull spell where wow. nothing exciting is happening. And then it's like, oh, the stresses of, like, being a 20-year-old and, I don't know, trying to save and trying to find a place and trying to move out and trying to find a partner. And do you know what I mean? It's just... Mm. <laughs> Nobody warned me about the roller coaster that is my 20s. Yeah. Just going to put that out there. Lull. Yeah, lull. Or you're, like, killing it, doing <sighs> amazing things... And then, like, you're just, like, you measure yourself to other people and you're like, wow. <laughs> so they're 23 and they're, like, this, that, the other, live here, they're everywhere. And you're yeah. like, oh, I just get on the tube every day. You you feel that you, you're in a lull and you don't really know. You weren't prepared for the 20s. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. Um, it's a really awkward life stage, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It is great. Like, we're having the time of our lives. Are we? Yeah, to a certain extent. But I think no, you just I have, have had such... I have made such amazing experiences. Yeah, you have such life. high moments. And you're like, yeah, this is what my 20s are all about. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you have days where you're like, I hate everyone and everything. And I'm poor. And I can't do anything. And you're like, I hate being in my 20s. This is so stressful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm yeah. just being a bit caught up in it. But also... Like, it's probably not that bad. I think... By definition of being in your mid-twenties, you should have your shit together, probably have a partner, you know, not be living in your mum's house, um, etc, etc. But that's because the definition of being in your mid-twenties has not been adapted to living in this time. Yeah. Like, who's going to change hard. that? It's really hard now. <laughs> who's going to do that, please? Because when our parents were in their 20s, I mean, you could get four grand mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> it's now 40. <laughs> minimum. Oh, my God, that has times by 10. That's crazy. Good maths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got that AS math. Oh, you're AS- smart. I always forget. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're, <laughs> you're buried. You know I did A to AS maths. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's lit. Man's clever on that. Clever on that. Lol. Yeah, when are we redefining mid twenties? What's yeah. expected of you? Because that brings you down, you know. And also, what you look for in a partner. Yeah. What you looking think, for? What do you mean? I want a man that <laughs> that lives on his own, <clears throat> not in his mum's house. Has a, like a set career, ambition, knows what he's doing with himself. He's gonna be about 40 to be honest, because <laughs> no one around that age bracket knows what they're doing. He's in his late 40s because no one knows what they're doing. And you know what? I can't even expect that because I don't know what I'm doing either. Yeah. Not in all aspects of my life anyway. Mm. Mm. 
it's like it's so annoying you look for pe- these things in a partner and you're like do you even have that yourself <laughs> of course i have nothing do i have stability do i have financial security do i have <laughs> job prospects do i have ambition like do i have these things and i'm really out here like yeah i want someone who has this that and the other <laughs> honestly shit. shit so so let me ask you a question all right have you been on any good dates lately um what's the dating world saying seeing as we're navigating our 20s or whatever that means <laughs> navigating our ways for our 20s yeah with style and grace uh, let's hope so yeah man not the way i believe in my house lately style were gone it's cold that's why um have what was your question wow do you listen to me i don't know you know what? Are you a good listener? What? Take that back now. <laughs> All I do is listen to your shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about the time you went on a good date. The last time you went on a good date. Most recently? Yeah. The dating world is okay. I don't I don't have time. Yeah. I don't really have time. And I think um I think it's important. When you're dating, to not just date one person. Yeah. Um, and I always say this to my girlfriends, like, too often we put all our eggs in one basket, and I don't really think that's good. Yeah. Because when you're dating, there should be no expectations, and I think you should, you're, ex- you're exploring a field, aren't you? You're seeing what you like and the aspects of certain things that you like in some people and mm. you're enjoying them but also enjoying other aspects in others and mm. seeing what really works for you. But what if you like um, what if you meet someone and you're like, wow, I like them from the jump and then you just decide to put efforts in. Like you can't I multitask. You still... What if you can't multitask? You can't date multiple people at once. <laughs> well then you need to start working on your your, your skills <laughs> only. You have to develop yourself, love. That's what you have to do. You have to do better, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, I always say, um, like, when you're dating someone, you should always, like, keep your options open. Just because you don't want to invest all your energy and time and emotions into one person. Mm. Because if they then walk away, you're like, oh, I thought it was deep, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know? And I also have a lot of respect for guys that are open about that. Like, oh, yeah, like, I am dating other people, but... There are no expectations yeah. here. We're just getting to know one another. I think when you're when you're dating your friends, first and foremost, not even friends, but your acquaintances, ex- your acquaintances. Yeah. So you don't owe each other anything. However, um, I don't really have the time to be dating more than one person. But how? Mm, but how Which many dates? Is quite with stressful. one person is enough to then be like, oh. Uh, yeah, to, to have the like, talk, to yeah, have the, are we vibing or are we not vibing? I just think, <laughs> I just really don't think that you can quantify that. Mm. When, for me, if I start to really like someone, I'll be like, oh, okay, so you know those girls <laughs> that you said you were seeing. Um, mm, is that still happening? <laughs> <laughs> because I think you should stop. That's just real. saying. But you know what? Yeah. I always get really 
nervous about asking deep questions. Like, asking questions, like, that make me seem a bit vulnerable. Mm. Being like, oh, so, like, are you still dating other people? Oh, so, like, what do you think of me? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Those kind of questions just make me cringe already, thinking about yeah. asking someone that. And I think I've asked somebody that before, being like, so... Like, maybe we've been on, like, 12 dates. And I was like, we haven't <laughs> had a conversation. I mean, that's... What? 12? That's maybe half a year. Yeah, but... Well, it depends how often you're dating. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. really see people much. <laughs> I'll see you in a month. <laughs> no, like, I remember we were seeing each other quite a lot. But we never had a conversation. And yeah. the one day I was like, I've just got to ask because yeah. I'll never know if I don't yeah. ask. And I felt like... I threw my phone. After I sent that message, I was like, so, ah! And I literally wrote the text and threw my phone across the you room. You know them ones when you, no, you turn your phone on airplane mode, throw it, and then you're like, right, got to distract myself yeah. for two hours. <laughs> and you start doing chores and shit. And then you come back to your phone and no one's texted you back. <laughs> wow, triggered. Yeah, man. Anyway, I went on a day, the other day, and we were there for like five and a bit hours. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It was nice, though. Mm. We were just talking. Mm. It was nice. And he got me nice. a book. Oh. Yeah, it's really cute. Thoughtful dates. Thoughtful dates. Oh. What a thoughtful, thoughtful date. Thoughtful gestures are the absolute best. But do you know what? I don't really like romance. What? Yeah, I don't Who like... you I, <laughs> I like romance, but I don't like soppy. Okay. So... What like, is soppy, though? Like, hi, baby. Can we hold hands? Oh, oh God. baby. Don't fucking touch you me. You're my everything. Like, obviously, just don't... Yeah, don't touch me. Leave me alone. Um... And just like really, like really soppy, like letters and come on, like we don't need to do that. Yeah. But I don't know, I think that's a little bit romantic. Yeah, you like that stuff. It's all right. I understand why people like that stuff. I kind of wish I liked that stuff. Why? Be your own person. All right, I will. I am. Um, I like romance. He threw the book on the table. And then he was like, um, he's like, oh, that's yours, by the way. (laughs) And then I was like, for me. I think I would hate it if somebody presented me with a gift. Like I that. loved it. Yeah, that's the best way to give me a gift. Yeah, that like is. just just put it on the side. Oh, that's yours, by the way. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I love it when people do thoughtful things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but um, I just don't. I just I can't really cope with dealing with it. So sometimes I seem a bit unappreciative because mm-hmm. it just makes me feel really awkward. Yeah. I don't know, I just get really shy. Aww. You're a shy girl. Yeah, but no one ever lets me claim being shy. You're not, you're not shy. Yeah, that's because people will know you. <laughs> Anyone who really knows you know you're not shy. I feel like I'm shy. I'm shy. I'm shy. Okay, what if you're on a date, yeah? And then, like, so you're on date number, let's call it date number three. And then they're, like, getting a bit closer and then suddenly they're just going for a kiss. No. <laughs> No, no, what? I just can't. <laughs> You're too shy. I couldn't. I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's too soon. What are you doing? You know? Wait, so it's three days too soon to have a kiss? No, I don't think it's too soon for me and my mental capacity to deal with that. Oh my gosh, your kiss is so intense. <laughs> it's only intense if you let it be intense. Sure. If you want it to be intense, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it would um, throw me off. <laughs> really? Yeah. So what kind of situation do you think you need to be in? Drunk. To, to like, <laughs> no, but like, you know, like to, to actually go and kiss someone. Like, are you going to go up and kiss someone? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But that's what I don't understand when people are like, yeah, like, just went on a first date and we ended up making out before I went home. I'm like, how did you get from A to B like that? <laughs> how did you get there? Listen. Tell me, give me some of that because... I don't understand how you got there. I think with the like right amount of alcohol and flirtatious energy. No, people go on coffee dates and do that. Oh, I could never go on a coffee date and do that. Unless I was so unbelievably attracted to someone that I was like, I just have to kiss them. Really? Yeah. Still, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could. Maybe you'll just be. Do you know what scares me more? It's not even the kiss; it's the after bit. So I have to run. (laughs) So when we finish kissing, then what? What do you talk about? Nah. Well, I how do you carry it? Nah, you're got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. Oh my god, my palms are getting sweaty talking about it. Wait, you mean you're really thinking about the conversation that happens after? Yes, the, the interaction after. So, okay, you've stopped kissing because you can't kiss for that long. Yeah. And then also. You just pick up where you left off. What? Or you do the whole, like, yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that, what, is that how it goes? I mean, I, I'm trying I to. I don't think. think I've ever kissed on a date. I haven't. Mmm. Have you ever got drunk on a date though? Um, no. That's where my liquid courage comes from. No, I've never got like smashed on a date, like really drunk on a date. No. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You've had a drink, girl. No, I'm joking. Yeah, Maybe you're just a heavyweight. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. I'm a cheap date, you know. Are you? Yeah. I won't get a starter. Sometimes I'll be like, oh no, I've got work in the morning. I'm not drinking. I won't get a drink. Hmm. Depends what day you got a date on, though. Do you want bottle of tap? Tap's fine. Yeah. But basically, on Hinge, someone was like to me, what's your ideal first date in five emojis? And then I had to think <gasps> about it in five emojis. And I was like, hmm, what is my ideal Aubergine. first date? <laughs> <laughs> Aubergine. water drops. <laughs> wine. Yeah, wine. And? I definitely put wine and maybe, like, the little clink-clink glasses. And a, and a, a taxi. <laughs> oh, oh, is that so? A taxi? That didn't even occur to me. Um, no, alright. Mine was Honestly. laughing face. Oh, laughing, laughing, crying face. Yeah, yeah. Wine. Yeah, yeah. And like drinks, other drinks, like the little clink clink ones. Yeah. Um, Prosecco, babe. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry, I'm bitch. <laughs> um, the train to get home. No, that's not ideal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's ideal. You need to go home. Uh, mine was like, I think, a starry sky. Oh, my God. As in, like, signifying evening. Yeah. Food, wine glass, Prosecco glasses, <laughs> laughing face, and starry sky. Nice. Right, go on. Give me your perfect date in five emojis. I told you. Aubergine. I'm actually... Ju- that's just not me. That's honestly not me. So, knife and fork, because I love food. Prosecco. For a little drink, you know, um, a taxi mm-hmm. so I can take myself home. Fire because it needs to be warm, so that can either signify summer or in the winter inside. Ooh, buy a fireplace and yeah, Ooh. cute, cute with wine. Omg, and flowers. Ah, oh, bring me flowers, really? Yeah, but bring just like flowers throw on them on the table. Don't, like, present them and have to do a whole Rah. speech about why you bought me flowers. We all know, like, it's nice, but just just put them on the side. That's Bring me flowers on my first date, our first encounter. Yeah? Shit, then. Listen, you're lucky I'm even sitting here eating dinner with you. Ooh. In a, in a warm place. Ooh. With wine that you ain't paying for. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
<laughs> yeah, man. I don't like it when people start to feel entitled over you when you're just dating. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it already established that we don't owe each other anything? Mm. Like, obviously you owe each other respect and stuff. Yeah. But isn't the whole thing of dating getting to know one another, but it's no way... You're not exclusive. Like, recently, Unless you have a conversation. Unless you, you have a conversation. But earlier this year, I was like, oh, I wasn't even dating him, but I just started moving mad obsessed like obsessive yeah it's like wait you literally don't own me <laughs> i had to say like we're not a thing what's, yeah what like what's going on up in your head because i'm so confused at why you're annoyed at me right now yeah i can't just I can't like possessive stuff like that it's hard when you're pos- someone's trying to be possessive over you it's virtually impossible i don't understand how anyone can do it when someone's trying to be possess- possessive over you and you haven't you had a conversation about where you are mm. if you're exclusive or whatever mm. and you're also not in a relationship with them it's like, mm. so what What feet are you standing on right now to, to shout at me like I've given you no foot to stand on I don't understand yeah. why you're being possessive yeah. yeah that's mad but you know why I wasn't at the time I wasn't that triggered by it because I just I'm, I was so secure within myself and that's nice I wasn't I wasn't in that mindset of like I need a boyfriend, and I'm still not like I'm, I. I need a boyfriend, blah blah blah. blah. So he didn't even have the power to um, manipulate me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really phased by it. But now that I can reflect on it, like a few months later, like like later on in the year, I'm just like, oh, you really tried to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it makes me emotional so emotional manipulation. Emotional manipulation is so real. The worst, <laughs> the actual worst. And make you feel bad for stuff that you you've done absolutely nothing when you've done absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that. What about actually topics that come up when you're dating? So what about the topic of the ex? I oh, feel like that always comes up. My God, that comes up way more often than I would ever want, ever imagine that it would. Yeah. I don't ask people about their ex partners. I'm never like, so what's your relationship history like? I'm just not. I don't ask that question. But people love to hit me with that question. Yeah. Or just, like, bring up their ex unannounced. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't ask you about your ex. And then you're there talking about your exes for, like, an hour. Oh. Right. Enough about exes. Yeah. Let's nip that in the bud, shall we? Deuces yeah. to them. <laughs> Deuces. No <laughs> point dwelling on the past. What's <laughs> the point in that? <laughs> what's, what's, the point? what's the bloody point in that, eh? What's the bloody point in that, man? You know, people find it really annoying when we do um, accents. No, there's Tamara one person. Right, Tamara. <laughs> Tamara hates it. I'm sorry, this is just part of my life, who I, I am. I can't not, you know. Man from Birmingham. Man from Birmingham. Is he from Birmingham? I don't know. Maybe Ben, you're back in it. Dig it, dig it. But yeah, we're joined by the beautiful Zachy. Yes. Yes, he's making waves. This is the best bit, guys. Right, Zaki, let's get her on. So here we are again. POC is making waves. Yeah. Yeah, and we are joined by the lovely Zaki. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Zaki Sharif. I'm an artist and a designer. As we were saying earlier, born and bred in London. Yes. A little bit of time in Pakistan as a child, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Fab. I didn't know you lived there. Yeah, yeah, we nice. did. We lived there for about four years in the seventies. 
Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Was it? Was it? Yeah, it was Which part of Pakistan? Karachi. Right oh, yeah. That's where my love of the ocean came from, from mm. there. Mm. I'm obsessed with the ocean. Oh my god, how yeah. beautiful is yeah, that? that's amazing. I'm proper like Moana. When I watch Moana, <laughs> I'm crying. That's, that's me. What's going on? That is me. That is my life when I was a kid. I'm completely, I was obsessed with the sea, the ocean, the beach. Yeah, that's wildness. amazing. Yeah. Oh amazing. my god. Do you go back? Like, have you been back? No, my brother has. I haven't been back. Yeah. Oh, you uh, haven't been back. It's really since. different, yeah, because we had to leave mm. during the coup, so the army overtook the country. So it's a very different place now mm. than it was when we were kids. It was really amazing when we were kids. Mm. And yeah. It was multicultural, and it became quite very dangerous. So yeah. We had to leave. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you came it's back crazy. to London. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Back to London in seventy six or seventy seven. Yeah. So I went really young. And then we came back around then, and it was a huge shock coming back here. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Freezing, you know. Yeah. That, <laughs> that no was ocean. the biggest shock for me, was how cold it was here. Grey. Yeah, cold and grey, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm someone who, I don't have a thing about, like, it doesn't make me down or anything like that. I really love rain, and I don't get affected by it, but it was a huge shock, the cold, the actual coldness. Because mm. in those days, in the 70s, you know, you, it was very extreme, the weather compared to now. Oh, gosh. Really? I feel like the weather was much more extreme then, yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, winter was really winter. Summer was really summer. Yeah. You know? Did you feel like it was different um, in terms of, like, your way of life? Did your way of life completely shift when yeah. you came back? yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we lived this very colourful existence in Pakistan and it was full of so many different people and mm. my folks were in the, in the fashion manufacturing business so there was lots of... Oh, really? Yeah, you know, there was loads of, like, colourful things and fabric being laid out on the ground to dry that had just been printed or dyed and, you know, I think that that's where all that kind of love of textiles came yeah. from for me. Yeah, I was just going to say. I can't speak for my brothers, but for me, it was really, it just feels really colourful, the whole experience and the smell and the heat. I lo I really connected with all of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mum was a, a, a fashion designer as well, so she used to have this little boutique where all these amazing women used to come in so I used to just sit and watch her yeah. just like doing her thing with yeah. all of these amazing women that's incredible from all over the world she had a lot of air hostesses and in those days they had to be like models you know how they had really? that weird thing yeah, yeah that was a model yeah that's just not okay that was it? part of <laughs> the way you had to be so Swiss Air used to come in and out so all these women you know and of course opposite looking to me and my mum it was like wow Mm. Like these sort of angelic characters and they come in oh, and God, she dress yeah. them and these amazing caftans and jewellery so I think that's what it was all brought into me that mm. side of me and you know working in fashion now. yeah will you tell us a little bit about what you do now so now so. I've always worked as an artist and a fashion designer and I've always made my fine art first and I've abstracted from it into textile design. It's actually more textile design, I think, of myself than a fashion designer because yeah. I didn't train in fashion, but I grew up in fashion. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for um, sure. So, yes, I make fine art and I make textiles for fashion and I have my own very small clothing collection. It used to be a much bigger thing before I had my daughter. 
and it was a wonderful experience. You know, I did fashion shows and sold it all over the world and travelled to Japan every year and just had like wow. a really amazing experience. Like, yeah. Travelled a lot. Mm-hmm. I've always loved travel. But with my work to travel a lot was great too. And then um Wow. Yeah, really lovely. It really yeah. filled me with so much goodness. And um, so when I decided to come back to fashion in 2014, I came back. I just wanted to keep it really small. So I make the focus is the textiles and putting it onto clothing and also um, continuing to make the fine art. And it's, it's um, the work is all about healing. So mm-hmm. the drawings are all about healing. Right. Um, there's some sort of healing that comes out of the work. And that's been what I've noticed throughout the, what's it, 20, how many years have I been doing what I do? 24, 25 years now? Mm. Is that like parts of your own healing? Are you saying you put in... I think it was probably my own healing as well as people have a very strong emotional connection with my drawings, especially Mm. the textiles. Mm -hmm. Because I haven't put the art out as much as as I had the textiles. Now that's shifting. And there's a big female empowerment piece in my work too. So with the clothing, what I've noticed over the years is that the most common comment from then to now about my clothes, women still come up to me and say, whenever I wear one of your things, someone asks me where it's from. And I think that makes them feel really special. So that's the empowerment piece. Mm. And so I've started to really think about that. And I'm trained as a healer. So I've tried to bring in now that whole spiritual healing side um, and I'm trained as a channeler and into the work now where I'm going with it now I'm working with a mentor now to really shift my practice mm-hmm. I haven't got quite clear where it's going yeah but it feels That's like okay. it's going in that direction yeah mm-hmm. and now you know the way the world is it's much more acceptable people are much more aware of that kind of thing so I feel like I'm coming out the closet mm-hmm. especially as a channeler that's mm-hmm. a big thing because it's so easy for people to think they're a bit weird. <laughs> you speak to people that don't exist. Or, mm-hmm. And I'm still sceptical and I'm totally in it. But my healing part, hands-on healing and all of that started at 21. So I've been doing it for a long wow. time. You know, I trained as a masseuse and trained in Reiki. And that journey yeah. started very young. But the groups I surrounded myself with around my spiritual healing path I kept quite quiet. I don't really talk about it to people mm. much because you had to really be careful who you spoke to about all that side of you. Why do you think there's so much a, so much of a taboo around that whole realm? Why, why is that? Because people don't speak on that. And it is like, yeah. even meditation, which is just like something that everyone should do, it's agree. such a taboo and it's like oh you're a bit weird oh yeah. you think you're quite spiritual don't you and or people think that they <clears throat> people think that they're like either lost the plot or they're yeah. like better than somebody because they are yeah in tune with That's themselves in a different way you know yeah. yeah it's weird that stigma around it yeah do you know i find it quite difficult to articulate why i think people are unsure of it all mm. i've just noticed so much skepticism whenever I've communicated it. But at the same time, I can't deny the experiences I've had throughout my life from childhood to now mm-hmm. that have led me to believe in something dif- bigger or something else, another dimension, or I just can't deny the experiences I've had. But 
I have to be very careful I know where I share those experiences. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, but it must be a lot of people want scientific proof of why. Mm, true, yeah. You know, and I understand that. And like I said, I'm still sceptical, much less now, because I can't, like I said, the amount of things that have happened now I'm trained in all these things that I can't deny that something is going on. I find it very difficult to articulate because mm-hmm. it's very much something I just Feeling. feel. Mm. Yeah. For me, it's intuition. I've got really strong intuition. Oh, we're, yeah. we're in Zaki's house right now and I've just never felt like... The, I've never been to a space before I've been like, this is my dream house. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, this is it's how gorgeous. I imagine I want to live. Do you know what it is about this house? Everyone always says there's some kind of energy. In there's this energy house. and oh. I'm really feeling it. Yeah. 100%. And like... The space, like the openness of the space, I feel like is letting energy flow. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it does um, make sense. That's oh, been quite I love a conscious it. choice in this house. It's it's a very special place. Oh, it's gorgeous. But I don't feel sad that we're selling it now. I feel ready for the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel happy for whoever's coming in now to oh, enjoy this space. Yeah. As we we have created it. But I wonder if they'll have it like this. I don't think because they would. it's all of your it's your things inside of it as yeah. well. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's you, you know, just it's like you yeah. living in a space. And even though I'm not with my ex-husband anymore, there's still a part of his work in here too. So you can yeah. feel and obviously we create this space together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much part of the two of us and us three as a family. Yeah, but it'd be really interesting now that we're not together to. And I'm a different person now to recreate a space to who I am exactly. now. So how would you say that you practice self-care? That's for me, isn't it? Yeah. 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 If I ever need to work something out or, you know, just getting to nature for me is the place. Travel was always a big thing, but now I have a little one, I don't do that as much Mm -hmm. as I'd like to. So nature is a huge use for me. But also that kind of just getting into a hot bath and saying no to going out to something and really looking after yourself. But that's... That's been a big journey of the self-care thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a huge journey, mm-hmm. especially as a mother, because I think having worked with a lot of mothers, new mothers, when you become a mother, I think it's so important, the self-care piece, yeah. to keep you sane yeah. and grounded. Mm-hmm. Meditation is a huge piece for me for self-care. And would you say that you try and embed self-care and self-love into your daughter? I talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's so nice. I really do. And she like does these drawings, or she wrote, she did a t-shirt, drew on a t-shirt the other a while back, and it said, "I love myself." And I know wow. that could seem really arrogant to some people, but no. for me, I was just like, yes, puppy, well yeah. done. Oh, you can love yourself first because it took me a long time to love myself. Yeah, my kid can do it now. That's amazing. I've done my job. Yeah, she's gonna be strong. For the rest of her life with that sense in her I think they should teach it in school of course like why isn't it in like PSHE or something do you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah. but it's becoming more apparent in, in the world in general so maybe social media I don't know exactly yeah it's true yeah. like even if you think about how media and stuff was taught back then it's gonna shift completely now and yeah be like, I mean I didn't get to see anything where it was talking about self-love no, yeah of course no one told me to have self-love. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't know what self-love was. I just, that, those two words together didn't even cross my mind. No. <laughs> but having done so much personal work and having worked with a lot of coaches, what I hear, what I used to hear from the coaches before I was trained, 
especially with women, groups of women, like I did a huge year project with a group of female entrepreneurs who have a spiritual mindset, creating their businesses from a spiritual mindset, Mm -hmm. which is very much what my business is like. Every single one of those coaches kept coming back to, with each client, self-care, self-care, self-care. That ends up, that issue in your life is coming back to, you need to look after yourself, you need to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. That whole thing of put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can your child Mm -hmm. on the plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coaches use that. Is that an analogy? Analogy, yeah. Yeah. They use that all the time. So that message was there with us all since beginnings of ever getting on the plane even, you know. Yeah. It's true. I remember when I used to see that, like on the aeroplane or whatever. Yeah, and you'd be and like, be what? like what? <laughs> yeah. So what? I'm supposed to help myself first before yeah. I help yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to think that's so selfish. Why is that? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But if you can't breathe first, how can how you, you look after help? anyone? Exactly. You won't even be able to help anybody if you if you don't support yourself first. It's yeah. so real. But yeah, I do remember seeing that and just being like, well, that's not a thing. Like. Mm. How can I be so selfish and make sure I'm okay before I try and check in on anyone? Yeah. But self-love, I think, and it still does, maybe not as much as before, connotates arrogance. Yeah. Selfishness. And selfishness. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's... And you think somebody is, like, a great person if they're selfless. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People are really praised for being selfless and putting others yeah. above them. That was a huge journey for me because I'm such an empath. Mm. The learning to sometimes put myself... I'm still learning it all the time in all sorts of situations in my life. Constantly being given things that happen in my life where I've had to stop and go, wow, that's a great mirror to me for... Put yourself first for a minute. Just put yourself first for a minute. It's like I always feel like that's being whispered into me Mm -hmm. because I constantly want to look after everyone else. And... um, it's been a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only come in this decade of my life, I've got to say. Really? Yeah, I think so. Where the, the self-love is really strong. Mm-hmm. Especially in the last few years since I became single. I really had to learn. I'd really become so disempowered as a mm. person. And it was such an amazing... I never want to feel like I felt. I feel Because of how I feel now. It's just so brilliant how I feel now. Yeah. Because I know I'm the best parent to myself, you know, the best being for myself uh-huh. before anyone else. Even how obsessed I am with my child, it's still an amazing yeah. thing to feel like that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think you always talk about your daughter and it's lovely oh, and everything that you do. It's just like, I think every conversation I've had with you, Poppy's come up. Yeah. However, you're not just a mother as well. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's not just like, oh yeah, that's Poppy's mum. It's like, yeah. you're an amazing woman and you have an amazing child and you also do all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and it must probably be quite hard, especially when you, ha- when you have a child, especially for women, that that doesn't become your only role. Yeah. So your sole role is to be a mother. Because, mm. you know, I think it's assumed of us that we have to give up everything and give up our lives and dedicate all of us, all of us, or all of myself, mm-hmm. yourself, to your child Mm. and a man doesn't really it's not expected of a man and that's why when people ask me like oh yeah like you know you know the question oh when do you want to have kids Mm. like hell no (laughs) give me about 10 to 15 years yeah I always say I don't want to give up my whole life for a child I'm not ready for that 
But how but liberating that you're clear of that, that you're mm. clear about that rather. Mm. Because I think there's a lot of I have a I have friends in my life who don't want to have kids and there's a lot of judgment on them for that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or there has been in society, like I saw that amazing TED talk that Tracy Ellis Ross did about I don't oh, know. Love her. Did you <laughs> that, see that one TED talk is amazing, about, yeah. I don't want to have a kid. Yeah. Why yeah. is that a problem for everybody? Yeah. yeah. For me, I was just yeah. like, yes, because I was a woman <laughs> who desperately wanted to have a kid and I had yeah. a huge journey. So yeah. Poppy was a miracle to both of us when she came. You know, yeah. I didn't, that's why she, I have this deep connection mm-hmm. with her because I literally feel like I prayed for her for six years. But yeah, some women, and, and that's brilliant. Yeah. Like, embrace that that's how you feel. But a lot of women weren't allowed to, you know, felt like they couldn't own that or say that mm-hmm. I think I'm guilty of that myself even when I found out that Tracy Ellis didn't have any children because of blackish um mm-hmm. she's like such a great mother in yeah. the in her series <laughs> yeah and just yeah. the role that she yeah. plays is amazing and then when I found out she doesn't have children I was like what? Or a partner. She or a partner, partner yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, she talks about that. Yeah. Why the not? Thing and it's just me, like, yeah. why am I asking? Yeah. Why not? Because she doesn't want to. Because she has agency and doesn't have to follow that discourse. Of course. Um, yeah. And we just really need to dismantle that and question ourselves when we do, you know, have an opinion on another woman's choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's just your mindset, isn't it? That's so true. Yeah. The mindset my mindset's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, the my mindset's mindset. not there. Trust that. My <laughs> mindset is not there. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I just <laughs> always wanted a kid. I just, I was a complete opposite. I just really? always wanted a kid. Really? No. I thought... I thought I'd have loads of kids. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, funny, isn't, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah. I just, for myself, I can't even imagine. Like, I love the idea of being pregnant. I love the idea no, of like the belly and no. like my baby growing inside Hell and like no. just lying on my back rubbing this massive <laughs> belly. I love that. No. I love that idea. But then like everything after that, I'm like, oh, okay. You know your feet can grow a size. Yeah, yes, mine did. Mine did. <gasps> See, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. I have to find loads of different shoes. No, I'm just size. gonna be in like. I know I'm not going to be like a trainers. trendy pregnant woman. I'm gonna be like. <laughs> Wearing my partner's clothes, like yeah. looking a mess, swollen. Yeah, I'm just size like, I'm just twelve eat. feet. Like, <laughs> do you know what? You just don't know, though. You just oh, don't know man. how you're gonna be. You might be like super health conscious and go to the gym yeah, five times so a week annoying. and like only eat Making... greens after seven or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like you might. Know. just... I mean, it's really having done that journey now. You just don't know how you're gonna be, and yeah. how I was is totally not what I thought I was gonna be. Yeah, no, I'm really glad. And yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful I've got a little girl, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved a little boy too, but I am really grateful for the world. Wow. I just think, no, I could probably say all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a woman. laughs> Go on, give us, give us three things. I think that's such a beautiful thing to end on. What, the great, two, I, three great yeah, things about being a woman? Things. Yeah. Oh, female intuition. Ooh, Ooh say it yeah, one more time. Really <laughs> Um, I don't know it's just like the connection to Mother Earth for me and that kind of real deep feminine that Mm -hmm. real goddess feminine Mm. I just feel so lucky that I get to experience that and the sisterhood that like to have sisters in my life that aren't Mm -hmm. you know my soul kind of sisters because for me my girlfriends are like 
just a group of women together in a room for me is just, mm, oh. yeah, yeah, that's magic. Yeah, it's magic. It's mm. magic for me. It's magic, and I love men, but I just love it when I'm in a group of women. Mm-hmm. I just feel so whole. Yeah. So that was three things I think, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, I've got so many goosebumps on my body right now, I can't cope, but you're amazing, honestly, I'm not just saying that, you really, I know, I take that really in my heart, thank you, that means a lot. Seriously, and it's been so liberating and fresh and it's just yeah. lovely to speak with you yeah thank you so much for taking the time and doing this with me no thank, thank you you have no idea player. how incredible it is I wish Poppy had been here that <laughs> would have been amazing <laughs> I mean same time next week forever and always <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back your coffee was great yeah was you know what when, I, when I've I've got my new home when I move once I move in the next few months I do want to start setting up a women's circle I'd really <sighs> like to do that oh my god yeah I think women really want that yeah, small do. groups. We do. Mm-hmm. People, women want to share because we like to talk, don't we? We like to process through yeah. words. Absolutely. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Thanking you kindly. <laughs> Thank you so much for time with you, and we hope you have a lovely long walk Thank yeah. today. Looking forward to it. Yeah. With two really old girlfriends. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Love, love. Uh, Let's wrap this up, honey pie. Um, Do you want to do a rose and thorn? Yeah, man, you you start it off. Um, Okay, cool. So my rose, no, my thorn is that at work last week, yeah, basically one of my colleagues, again, that problematic colleague, there's always one, isn't there? Um, he came up to me and he, uh, my hair was out in an afro puff and he just literally shoved, like shoved his whole hand in my hair, squeezed it really tight, my afro puff. And I, to the point where it hurt. I was like, ow, what are you doing? And, um, yeah, my colleagues and my friends around the desk at the time saw it and were like, oh, damn, interesting. And my colleague was cringe, cringing so hard, like one of my other friends, he was like, oh, I'm cringing, like, why are you doing that? And I was like, you're the most problematic person I know, yeah. why are you doing this to me? He grabbed my hair, he grabbed my hair, yeah, and I was like, you've got bare hair products in your hand now. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's just so unnecessary. I'm all the time, I'm like, I know you would not touch my hair if it was straight, blonde, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I know you would not do that, but you literally just squeezed my puff being like, hi. <laughs> So that was my You're thorn. right, yeah. He left. I was pissed poor off at him. him. Yeah, yeah, it was so poor, and I was pissed off. And one of my colleagues, once he'd left, was like, "Oh, you okay?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." Do you know what annoys me about that though? I know Rose and Thorn is supposed to be quick, but why do people only say something when the culprit's gone? No, but he said something during it. Okay, He's like, "Oh, what are you then. doing, man? That's so cringe. Like, why are you okay, doing that's that?" Good. Yeah, but you and know, then... sometimes when people are bystanders, and then once the person's gone, they're like. Oh, that was really out of order. If it was out of order, then you should have said something. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. But yeah. Yeah, so that was my thorn. And my rose this week was, I went to see Tom Mish live. Tom Mish, Tom Mish. I don't want to talk about that. All his all his siblings and stuff at the show were calling him Mish, so I think it's Mish. Anyways, I went to see Tom Mish. And yeah, 10 out of 10. Hella smooth. Groovy. Oh, it was just vibes and it reminded me how much I love going to see live music. I love gigs. Yeah. 
Happy for you. Really I can hear I can hear all the joy in your voice. <laughs> Go on, hit me with it. Um my thorn was planning on Tuesday I planned for Friday to go straight home, face mask, nails, beautify myself. Um and I got home and I was locked up. So that was my thorn. I was really upset. Mm. And then my rose is that I've started to read again. Even though it's really hard because I feel like I have no time. But I've started to read again, which is really nice. Yeah. In preparation for book club, that I'm now allowed to join again since being kicked out. <laughs> so, yeah. Shun out of the book club. No, I was really kicked out. But yeah, Rose and Fawn for ya. Lovely, 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 lovely. Today's um, been nice. Yeah, it's been a really great day. We've had Zaki. Yeah, thanks so much for chatting with Azaki. And, um, yeah. Good luck for navigating your way through your 20s. Yeah, good luck, team. <laughs> We're in this together. We're in this together. <laughs> help. <laughs> Send all of the help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Right, later. Mus mustache. 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 Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Loving you. Oh, Loving you so hard, I can't. Oh my god, you know what double happy? Get out of here. Goodbye.